shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord, afternoon. Amen. Father, we worship you. We give you all the glory and all the adoration. Uh, come and visit us this morning again. Uh, Father, we thank you. We welcome you back into this atmosphere, uh, into this place, as we resume our teachings and fellowship. May you be with us, abide with us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I welcome you all back uh, to our Life Meetings Fellowship. Uh, amen. Uh, after a wonderful convention that we call it, right? Convention meetings. Uh, God blessed us, really. God really, really, really blessed us. Um, it was probably, I think, personally the best one that we've had. Um, just I, I don't know it was there was spirits there was world there was atmosphere there was uh, there was a unity there was fellowship one to another brethren all those things very says how uh, beloved brethren how blessed it is for brethren to draw together in unity not so right Psalm 133 it is like the it's like the the ointment right the dew of a morn uh, that goes down Aaron's head down to his garments until even upon the mountains of Zion Amen. I think some of us know that scripture. Uh, but I, what I really saw in the convention was that there was a lot of uh, fellowship, there was a lot of unity, there was a lot of spirit, there was a lot of uh, uh, protection, there was a lot of covering in that atmosphere. Uh, it was almost like we were, it was almost like we were cut up for three days. Do you get me? Not minding uh, the environment. Do you get me? The, <laughs> you get me the the season that we are in, we're just caught up in this place, yeah, in, in almost like in a day, in another day, amen. We're caught up in this place for three days, we're locked up in a place for three days, and, and the Lord was just freely, I don't know, if I, I, I didn't feel one bit a fear in those three days of, you know, anything, right? I, it was just like those three days where we're suspended for, for the work that God wanted to do uh, in our souls, Dream Believers Convention. Amen. Uh, praise the name of the Lord. Uh, normally, I don't like taking breaks uh, in terms of meetings. You know, you take a break and you come back. You know how to pray a little bit <laughs> to get the <laughs> to get the atmosphere going again. Amen. Uh, I, uh, I I believe we are slowly settling down. Amen. Uh, so that we can hear the word this morning. Um, amen. I believe we are still going to be blessed this morning. Uh, God will build it up and God will bless us uh, today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, it's, I'm happy to see your faces again. I know some of us are not here. Uh, amen. Uh, happy to see you, Tolu. You're welcome, Sister Tolu. It's the first time joining us, so we welcome you. God bless you richly. Uh, I hope you, uh, I want you to feel at home. Uh, feel just at home in this place. 
we are family here really uh, that's what we are amen uh, let's open our Bibles to first Corinthians chapter 12 I'll just do it slowly so you have to just journey with me amen uh, amen so first Corinthians chapter 12 uh, 1 and 2 we'll just use that to introduce ourselves and to start to get going this morning Bible says now concerning spiritual gifts brethren I will not have you ignorant ye know that you were Gentiles carry away unto these dumb idols even as you were led the key word there is even as you were led amen uh, praise the name of the Lord uh, are we in the house together please it says now concerning spiritual gifts brethren I will not have you ignorant. Ye know that you were Gentiles. And um, if you understand if you understand the context of the day, of the time, um, Paul was a Jew. It was the context of a time of the Jews where the Jews called every unbeliever who was not a Jew a Gentile. And literally, what a Gentile means is a dog. Literally. So that's, that's the definition of Gentile according to the Jew. A uh, dog means, you know how a dog behaves? Uh, a, a dog is, is on, you see when a dog is salivating, that's all it, it thinks about food. What it's going to eat, what it's going to play on, bite with his, everything is his teeth, his tongue, what it's going to enter his mouth. And it's going to, so that's how Gentiles are. Amen. That's how Gentiles are. All their concern is about what they are going to eat next. Uh, that's, their, that's the major concern of their lives. Uh, so that's why they were defined as Gentiles. Now, it says, ye know that ye were Gentiles. So it means a Gentile is an unbeliever. Amen. In this context, it's referring to Gentiles as unbelievers. Amen. So you were once an unbeliever. And all that an unbeliever is concerned about is his stomach. Is flesh. Amen. What is going to eat? Everything is about the flesh. What you are going to eat, what you are going to drink, what you are going to put on. You get me? What house you are going to live in. So it's about where this body is going to live in. What this body is going to wear. What this body is going to eat. What this body is going to drink. Huh? The diamond ring this body is going to wear. <laughs> Amen. Uh, you know, everything. Think about it. All the pursuits that we have in this world is what? Is what is about what this body is going to put on, right? And God, God is not the God that say that you know, don't put on clothes, don't wear fine clothes, don't wear fine watch. No, that's not how. We, that's not what is talking. That's not what he's saying. But God is just telling us something simple. If all the concern of your life is for this body, the Bible says you are the most, you are the most mis- amongst men most miserable. Not so. He says if all a man's hope is in this world. Remember that scripture. Yeah. If all a man's hope is in this world, is amongst men what? All men most what? Most miserable. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Is amongst men most miserable. Now, why? Because you are not just your body. Amen. You are not only just your body, meaning your flesh. Who else are you? You are a spirit. Amen. 
you, you have a soul. So it means that you are tree, you are tripartite. So you are, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in where? You live in your body. Amen. Praise God. You are what? A spirit, you have a soul, and you live in what? In your body. Now, what is your spirit? Uh, the layman's English just defines spirit for simplicity's sake is your conscience. But your spirit is more than your conscience. Because your spirit is, your, is invincibility. Invinci Spirits are invincible. But the only, part, the, uh, the only way you used to know that you have a spirit is when you die your conscience. Yes. That's why you can just say layman's terms English. Your spirit is your conscience. The only way you used to know your spirit is by that voice. That little, that voice of your conscience. The conscience is the microphone of your spirit. Yes. It's the way the spirit talks to you. Yes. So, you know, when you say, I have guilty conscience. Yes. Do <laughs> you get me? That's why when you are a Christian, that guilty conscience will increase. <laughs> because you are now made alive in Christ. So, it will let you be speaking. It's good for the conscience to be speaking. Uh, uh, and the Bible also talks about people searing their conscience with hot iron. Meaning there's a way you can you can kill that voice. It's, it's, and that's another discussion. Is those men those are men who are turning to six six is beast, amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we blessed in the house? So which so we've defined spirits now. So what is your spirit? Layman's English, Ginny. Your conscience. Amen. Though it's more than that. Because it's invincible. That's the only way we can define it. Amen? Amen. So that's your spirit. And the Bible now says that he who is joined with the Lord is what? Yes. Is one spirit with him. That's what happened the day you got born again. The day you got born again, what happened to you was that somebody called Holy Ghost came and married your spirit. And he is called the spirit of life. So when spirit of life meets spirit of death, life. <laughs> Do you get me? And the spirit of death submitted and said, give me life. What will happen is that your spirit will also receive the life that is from the Holy Ghost. That's why the Holy Ghost is one being that you have to be careful with. He's the one that is giving you life. He's the one that is holding you, giving you life. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That Holy Ghost is inside you. And he, he came inside you the day you got born again. The day you got born again. The Holy Spirit came to your spirit, man, and made it alive. Amen? But that's your spirit. Amen? Like I said, you are three. Then the next problem is now your soul, which is a massive problem. Is the reason why we are consistently here. <laughs> it, it's so, this is so hospital. <laughs> Amen. Uh, we, are treating, we are treating the handicap. <laughs> you know what they say? The hunchback. Bible we say, strengthen your feeble knees. <laughs> it's actually talking about the walk of your soul. The soul walk is talking about. So these many souls, many souls are weak. They can't journey with God. They can't be led by the yeah. Spirit. It's weakness. It's feeble. Yeah. Yes. Then the Lord God who teaches my hands to warm, my fingers to battle. It's also so. It's so talk. You know, David was physically, but you know, you, there's, there's another warfare. It's a warfare of your thoughts. Yes. 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 And the Lord God can teach your hands to battle, yes. battle those thoughts, and take control over it. Take dominion by. By the Lord God, mm. so He has to teach you the new thoughts that you used to battle the old one. Mm. So that's this is now the soul. This is the warfare now. It's now soul business. Amen. Amen. Because when you get born again, there is nothing else to do with your spirit. 
Holy Ghost is already there. And it's there, your spirit is already alive. Every born again Christian, that's why you see, have to love every cent in your somewhere because you are, you are, what are you loving? You are loving what God has done in their spirit, even though they may be cursing you with their mouth and their soul. <laughs> Just for, forgive them if their soul that is talking, <laughs> but their spirit is born again. Amen. Like, how many of us, you know, growing up is in church sometimes, people offend you. <laughs> and then you get angry, you say, Are you born again? <laughs> No, they are born again, but they are so hard problem. Many more. <laughs> and there are many, you know, when you go to the hospital, there are many different kinds of cases. Some are mild cases, some are extreme cancerous cases. <laughs> Two more. <laughs> and some of those are in church with you. Those are people who souls are. Sometimes you'll be wondering that some more believers behave better than some. <laughs> But that's the that's the life of the soul, amen. So we just but that soul that is behaving like a madman, amen. Still has Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost can endure many things, so he can endure many things. He's just there. But a time will come if that soul is wicked, loves wickedness, he can he can drive that Holy Ghost away. That's what that's when the Bible when we tell you that once saved is not forever saved, you can actually kill your spirit again, amen. You can actually kill your spirit again. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. 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 What What do I mean by that? What do I mean by that? Femi, help me. Um, killing your spirit. Yes. Um, what we mean by it is that a man can live in disobedience so much that uh, he will grieve the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And when a man grieves the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost does not stay in a rebellious soul. Yes. Holy Ghost will give him room. So that's when John was talking about a man that sinned, sinned unto death. Yes. He said, I'm not asking you to pray, to for, pray that for that one. Say, don't pray for, don't pray for that one. Because when they say a man sinned unto death, yeah. he has disobeyed and disobeyed. He yes. Has consciously offended the Holy Ghost. Consciously. Consciously. Yeah. So that's a sin unto death. When you know that this thing is wrong, but because of your, you want to have your way, yes. you go against the counsel of the Holy Ghost. Yes. As you do it over and over, over again, and over. the Holy Ghost hates rebellion. Yes. He will leave. Yeah. And who is the Holy Ghost? Spirit of life. Right. Who is your spirit? Right. Your spirit right. is not. No, your spirit is not. It's Holy Ghost that made it life. Right. If you take Holy Ghost out of the equation, you are back to death. Yes. Exactly. Yes. yes, because life triumphs over death. So life plus death equals life. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, let's find it now. Let's, let's go and read it. Find it and read it. First John. Is it chapter two now? You don't know that the righteousness is righteous. Um. I'm sure if it's fine. I'll just look it up for me. It's okay to Google it. 5.16. Okay. Alright, so let's see. I'll read it. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask. So, who is this? See his brother. What does that mean? He's a believer. Yeah. If you see a, if you see if you see his his brother sin a sin which is not unto death he shall ask and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death he say give life for them that sin not unto death 
that there is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. Mm. All righteousness, unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. Aha, mm. uh-huh. there is a sin not unto death. Amen. But it's one that they say when it's unto death, don't pray for it. It means that that boy, that boy is gone. It's rebellious. There's nothing to pray for. That even if you pray for him, it will not change after. He will still the same. He, he does not even want the prayer in the first place. But even if you pray for him, let's say even God forgives him that day. Tomorrow he will now do. He has already decided where he is going. Yeah. Some stuff. You know, sometimes I always one thing I always preach is that Christianity is a heart matter. Yeah. Somewhere, don't make and also a mind. Don't make your heart too hard. Don't be too strong in your heart or in your mind. Don't be over overly too strong. Don't don't say that there's nothing that can change your mind, please. There, don't say that there's nothing that can change your mind. But there's nothing that can change your heart. When you when you just have such characteristics, and you know you are not yet been perfected. Mm-hmm. We all know we have not yet been perfected. So it means that there may still be an area where we are incorrect. Mm-hmm. And once you have sworn oath, there's nothing that can change my mind. Ah. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're already heading somewhere. So it means that you you'll be unable to take correction. Yeah. Do you get me? And if Holy Ghost is he will be consistently like we are saying it's a consistent thing, it's not just a one day thing. That's what John was also talking in this first John that he says they came out from us to show that they were not all of us. Talking of the spirit of the Antichrist, mm-hmm. that some of them were anti spirit of the Antichrist was brooding on some believers, mm-hmm. but over time, after a while, they now left. Yeah. It means that it takes time to, to form that thing before Holy Ghost will leave you. Mm-hmm. Amen. You, Holy Ghost, you know, God knows all things, He will know when there's not, you are not turning, mm-hmm. you are not changing, you are not ready to change in this matter. That, that one is a sin unto death that he will, he can leave, amen. So there's no one saved forever saved. Mm. Uh-huh. So you can be born again, and you can kill your spirit mm. again if you are not careful. But it's not an easy thing to do. Let me just say, it's not just oh, I God told me to wake up in the morning. No, wake up in the morning. No. <laughs> <laughs> you yourself, you will know. Yeah. You will know that what you are doing because you will be offending things. Yeah. You will be offending the brethren. Mm. You will be offending. You will know. You will know that what something is not right somewhere. And you, if you are too adamant and too stubborn or things consistently, uh, you will know it's wrong. It's you, you will know it's wrong. Amen. Amen. So uh, I think we are all safe here. Mm. Amen. Mm. We are all safe here. But that doesn't mean that we'll not be cautious. <laughs> we are all safe here. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I was saying about we handle the spirit. You are born again now. We handle the spirit. Amen. Then the spirit wants to begin to speak to your soul. Now, what is your soul? Uh, Victoria, what is your, your soul? The compartments of your soul. Okay. Now, what is inside your heart? What are the traits in your heart? Thoughts, ways. Okay, thoughts, ways, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are saying it. Desires. Do you get me? Yes. Willpower. Mm-hmm. Lusts. Is there, is in your heart. All those things. You know, those desire, this is what I want to do. It starts in the heart, then the mind will want to will play it out. Yes. Am I communicating? So, your soul is what? Your heart and your mind. Mm-hmm. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah, he says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. But well, people will think that, oh, but don't you use your mind to think? He's actually referring to soul there. Because actually, you start the t- t- thinking with the heart. T- checking most of the time is what you want to do first. 
in your heart, then your mind will now begin to think it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know when the man says, okay, this is what I want to do, then your mind will now begin to con out, cunningly devising, <laughs> devising ways. Become very, Become very sharp. Begin to try and bring, make out the ways. For example, if you are lost full after maybe being a medical doctor, maybe that what's your heart, and God did not send you, but that's what your heart wants. But before you know it, what will your mind begin to calculate? Begin to go online, go on the universe, to do the research, know what to do, everything. You begin to plan it out. It's the mind that plans out, but it's the heart that has the emotion, yeah. that has the desire, that has the will. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So that's the dimension of what? Of your soul. Right, Fee? I hope you're not sleeping now. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, so soul is what heart and mind. Now, if you are sincere with yourself, you know that your heart, your desires, has many problems. Mm-hmm. And if you are sincere with yourself, you know that your mind has many issues. Hmm? How do I know? How do I know? Praise God. Wow. This love is too much. Cute. Praise God. Yeah, it's okay. Let's continue. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's first start with the heart. Hi. I also know if we can enter minds. Many things. Many. <laughs> Many troubles, <laughs> many issues. <laughs> the, the heart. The Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked. Desperate, desperately wicked, desperately wicked. Who can find it out? It means your heart is vast. Your heart has many things <laughs> that are ungodly. Amen. It's vast. Ambition is there that God did not send you. Lust is there that you not see it in Bible. Uh, desires are there that Jesus did not utter and finish. And there are many in the heart. For out of it flows the issues of life. Amen. Uh, why is it sometimes you just maybe you just you can just wake up one morning and just be feeling somehow? <laughs> I like communicating, just be feeling somehow, and somehow. And the thing is that the way that feeling is that you will not be able to rest until you you finish, you bring, you do that thing. Now, that feeling, yeah, almost sometimes maybe cravings. <laughs> you get me. He just, he just, he just randomly just have a craving 
and this somehow you cannot you cannot control yourself, you cannot concentrate until you meet that need. <laughs> eh? And, and it's not a need though. Mm-hmm. It's a want. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So there are many things. There are many things. Amen. In our hearts. There are many things in our hearts that needs to be dealt with by another many things who is called many waters. Oh my God. Praise the name of the Lord. Who is called the unsearchable riches of Christ. So he too is many. He's actually the only one that can satisfy that your heart, your soul. I'll not lie to you. Amen. So when you see when you see men of renown, men who um, men who have acquired substances on it, we look up to them. Why do we look up to them? Because they are able to meet a lot of their many needs of their hearts. Those many things I'm saying. But if you ask them secretly, they'll tell you that there's many things that they need to meet. But you, because you are seeing them and the many things they have, you want to be like them, thinking that being like them. Am I communicating? Will satisfy your soul. But ask them. Hmm? Especially some of them have they, oh, they call it OD. Who sent them? They are rich. People will want I mean, sometimes I don't see all news. Somebody overdose, drug overdose. I will want this person, give me just one percent of your money. I'm okay. What is what's your problem? <laughs> what is all these issues? Amen. Recently in the New York there was this designer. A lady who was a designer, we know, if, you know, it's difficult for women to kind of break through in certain, you know, and so she was the top, one of the top designers in New York. She was a multi-millionaire from scratch. You know, everybody liked her. So when she died, when I was reading some of the articles, reading some of the articles around her, people were, everybody was just shocked. Everybody was just surprised. What, what, was, what were they shocked about? What were they surprised about? That this woman had a beautiful life that everybody was aspiring to. All the up and coming f- designers wanted to be like <laughs> And then she committed suicide. Why? There was no nobody could find any they were doing they said that there was nothing in her life that you could say that trace and say that this is the reason why that she want to commit suicide. So despite every every need she, she had met. There was still somewhere that was not satisfied. There's a song that goes, Only you can satisfy me. Only you can satisfy my soul. Satisfy my soul. Oh, only you can satisfy me. Only you can satisfy my soul. And that song is so true. Only God. Only they call it the unsearchable riches of Christ. He too is many. Yes. yes. How do I know? When he speaks, let's see how they, they, they talk about his voice. Many waters. Ezekiel chapter 1. Verse 24. Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 24. Anybody can read? 
and I heard the noise, I heard the noise of your wings, like the noise of great waters, as the voice of the Almighty, the voice of speech, as the noise of a host, when they stood and let down your wings. So, as the voice of the Almighty, as the voice of hosts, it's talking about many hosts. Let's see Revelation chapter 1 as well. Revelation chapter 1. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. I'm trying to find this verse. 15? Okay, yes. And his feet were like unto fine brass as if they burned in the furnace. And his voice as the sound of many waters. There we go. And his voice as what? As the sound of many waters. And you know, the Bible says, For out of the abundance of where the heart, the mouth speaks. It means where is those many things in his heart? That's where the many waters are. That's what they call Christ. Christ is actually the heart of God. They get me? That's his son whom he loves. He's his heart. Amen? So, it means that God's heart has unsearchable riches. Am I communicating? Amen? Ephesians of home call it the riches of his glory. God's heart has what? Unsearchable riches. Amen? Which is what? Again, many waters. Amen. Even the, that, that, the, the terminology they used to call him is almighty. Almighty means all mites. And there are many mites. So when you gather all the congregation of mites, it's what? It's almighty. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So there are many things in God. Huh? Let me put it to you again. One more time. Romans chapter 1 again. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, 16 and 17. For oh, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Mm-hmm. For it is the power of God unto, unto salvation. salvation. Yes. To everyone that believes. Okay. To the Jews first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Wow. As it is written, the judge shall live by faith. So what, therein what? In what is the righteousness of God? In the gospel of Christ. Amen. Meaning what Christ says, that is news. And where does it come from? If you trace it, it comes from the abundance of his heart. Am I communicating? So, the gospel of Christ is where it is in his heart. He's speaking it out to you. Then now says, Daring, inside that gospel is what? Righteousness of God revealed. Revelation. Revealed from what? Faith to faith. So, there are many things. There are many righteousnesses. Everything that God that's coming out of his mouth is right. And it's many. So it's not just a one thing. You know, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, sir. But many things. <laughs> in your spirit, you are. Amen? Yes. But your soul, you are not. Let's be honest. 
Because he that doeth righteousness is righteous. And it's the soul that does. Yes. Amen. So they are kind of, you can claim it because your spirit is right. Holy Ghost is there. You're righteous. Yeah. All good. But your soul, you know, you're not doing it. You're not doing righteousness. You're not doing what God is saying. It's the soul that does. That's why God will say, the soul that sins shall die. It's because it's soul that does. Amen. It's soul that does what? Does. Okay. Yeah, let me give you an example. Many of us have had this. This. Uh, <laughs> just like quanta. <laughs> this guy. Let me see the English version. Conundrum. <laughs> Amen. This challenge. <laughs> Many of us face this challenge where, you know, you hear a voice inside. You think maybe it's the Holy Spirit. But then you start hearing some other voices. So, you are now juggling. Am I sure I'm hearing God? Am I just hearing things? Many times, maybe you heard God, who, but your carnal mind has other ideas. <laughs> so that now you need to confuse the thing. <laughs> what happened there? Let's today be fine. Amen. So, you now need to confuse the thing. Amen. What is going on? Your spirit has said something. Your flesh has said another thing. Your soul. <laughs> your soul, who is the decision maker? <laughs> Most times decides to go with the flesh. <laughs> and now you make the excuse. I wasn't sure if it was going to. You know, sometimes you are not you know. <laughs> you know yourself. <laughs> but if your soul has not made decision, you will not do something. You will not do it. Yeah. Amen. And is your mind first? Is your mind that's really the control room? For example, when they say mind, once you decide to do something in your mind. Uh, Tolu, I can't stop you. I can't stop you, Femi. Your mind is made up. We'll come on. It's only beg. We're begging you. I beg, sir. Please. <laughs> Get me. We will, we will pray for you. <laughs> I, I don't I, I know. I, I see. I see. Pastor, I have the testimony sometimes when he says in church, when he will say that. Uh, when he was young, younger, and he was in the world, right, in, in, in fair, and doing all the drinking. And if God, the mother knew that there's nothing she can say anymore. So the mother would just see him and start prophesying, You'll be a pastor. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be drunk. <laughs> that's the only way, that's the only thing she could do. Because she must have spoken, she must have talked, 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 and she was tired. So when you've made up your mind, there's nothing anybody really can do. You are the one that will decide what to do. God gave us that free will. So the best the one God can do is that why we why you are why you are hearing us, we'll be teaching you to make sure the mind is okay. So that when you are making decisions, it'll be godly decisions. <laughs> Amen. But really, let me just tell you the honest truth. If you made up your mind, I cannot stop you. I'll I will kneel down and beg you. Honest, I know how to beg. I'll kneel down and beg you. But I physically cannot stop you. Because mind. But let me tell you something. It's, there's, there's, and mind is like the husband. Heart is like the wife. It's like the neck. Mm-hmm. If the heart doesn't, doesn't, doesn't in, it first incline the desire, the mind will not pick it up. Mm-hmm. So you, the heart will first pick the desire. Then the mind will now work out the program of how to bring about the desire. Mm-hmm. And so when God is trying to get you, God is trying to get you before the, you finish working out the movie. Why are you going to bring about this? 
So you that's why you have to keep coming for for meetings and be taught. God taught me that thing one time. He taught me that. I'll, I'll teach it to you. God taught me that. Say, if a righteous man falleth seven times, what happens to him? He rises up all seven. God now taught me, who is a righteous man? Romans chapter 1 is a righteous man that we just read. A righteous man is a man who is hearing revelation, meaning gospel of Christ. Because for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So a righteous man is a man who is hearing righteousness. Now for the soul. You get me, get me right. For the soul who is hearing righteousness. So, so not, this is how you now taught me this. You now say that. You now taught me that. So if the reason why I have so much confidence that if a righteous man falls seven times, he rises up all seven. Is that what is the righteous man doing? He's hearing word. Yeah. So God knows that he will catch you in that word. Yeah. <laughs> and it happened to me. So you know. So I used to we some we listen to. I used to listen to school of the spirit. I still listen right or we listen to messages. God knows that he can catch me there. So that was one particular week that really proved it to me because I already I already you know my. Mind has done the program. Finished it on Wednesday. I <laughs> <laughs> school is waiting on Thursday morning. And you get me? Decision was close to quarter to finish. I was about to close the door. Mind made up. Do you get me? And then from Lagos, they're now preaching. <laughs> the point the decision I was about to make, uh, preaching the how wrong it is, the incorrectness of it. I was like, can't go Ghost. If I catch you. <laughs> If I catch you, <laughs> amen. <laughs> so that is a righteous man because God knows that He can always catch a righteous man. He can always catch a man who is hearing. <laughs> he can always catch a man. He can always catch a man who is hearing the word of God. Praise God. God knows. God has that trust that He will always catch a man who is hearing what? Hearing the word of God. So even if you fall seven times, he will pick you up yeah. because he will visit you at the next meeting. <laughs> you get it? He will visit you the next time you open your Bible. He will visit you. So once you are committed to being a hearer and hearer, God knows that you will always rise up every time you fall. Yes. He has that confidence. Then the moment you step out of being following that hearing, then problem has started. That's what John was now talking of in First John chapter 2. Let's see verse 9. Quickly. We'll just see that one quickly. That's what John was talking of. He who transgresses. Verse 9. Praise the name of the Lord. Second John. Second John verse 9. Mm-hmm. And the son, are you seeing? So whoever transgresses, you see that abiding, being a hearer, being committed to the path of righteousness, being committed to the revelation of the gospel of Christ, as we have established, what does it do? Is is what God has confidence that even though you may fall seven times in the path, you will always rise up because this that same gospel will be rising you up and leading you to God. So there is a surety. That anybody who abides in the doctrine of Christ will have God. It's confirmed. Even though you are not there yet. That uh, today you don't have the God yet. But as long as no, Tolu, see, uh, just keep coming to me. Eventually you will get here. Yes. 
Amen. But the day that you now stop coming, you transgress. Yeah. Is the day that you won't have me anymore. Mm. Am I communicating? Mm. So that, that's 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 that, this is actually Christianity. Christianity is leading. And leading, what what you need for leading is doctrine. Mm. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. Let's go back to First Corinthians chapter twelve, where we started. Before in, you were led before, so you have to be led now out of where you were led before. Yes. Uh, before you were going backward, they now have to go and visit you in the backwardness and start bringing you back forward again by doctrine. What those dumb idols they also have doctrines, they call them doctrines of demons. Are you communicating? <laughs> they call them what doctrines of demons. The Bible will say that do not be tossed up to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Some of these spirits are just flying with all kinds of doctrines over the place, amen. <coughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Let me just proceed to First Corinthians chapter twelve. Verse one and two. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not have you ignorance. Ye know that you were Gentiles, carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Are you saying that? Even as you were led. While you were Gentiles. Let's see, we will now confirm it again. Let's see Ephesians chapter 2. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians. Chapter 2. Ephesians. Just read from verse 1 to 4. And you are he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to. Are you saying? In time past, what happened to you? You, you were walking. So what is walking? Leading, walking. The Bible says, "Walk in the Spirit." For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Walking, you are either walking in either direction. So it says, "In time past, ye walked according to the cause of this world." Who determines the cause of this world? According to the prince of the power of the air. Who is Satan, the God of this world? This guy, this 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 guy raised us. So. <laughs> he raised us. Huh? You think I'm lying? <laughs> David said, "For my mother's womb, what was I conceived? In sin, iniquity." So who is that? Who was the who was the sin light at Cain's door? That was actually Satan. He said, "Sin light at the door." He's Satan. Is a sin is a person. Sin and death. <laughs> As they say, Lord God, it is sin and death. <laughs> As God has faith and love, He has sin and death. Yes. Sin is a person. And sin was knocking at Cain's door. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So he designed he designed the system of this world to train you to journey. So you'll be journeying. That have you ever found out that sometimes you can just be pursuing things in this world and you'll be so busy, you'll be kind of have a false satisfaction. Yes. You feel that you don't need God, you don't need anything else. Right in this world where there's many things, there's money and things are working. Am I communicating? You can just easily, easily just feel that I'm just what is going on? It means that this guy, this Lucifer is also a smart boy. He designed the course of this world that can keep you for 85 years. To your deathbed, you feel that you never need God. 
Amen. I minister uh, before the COVID hit. I minister at the, at the seniors' home. That's when I began to really see this thing. Oh. That God is merciful, sure. even till that they are dead. Some of them, you will see them don't even have any. They want what is Jesus? They are just coming because they have, you know they don't have anything to do. <laughs> They are there. They are in the seniors' homes. So a lot of them are on wheelchair, so they are just they can't go out. Nothing. And most maybe their families don't visit them. So whenever they are organizing some kind of volunteer uh, event, like where we are doing on Sunday once a month, they will come. But they don't have any scripture, Jesus. And these men are old, or something. It is something. It is something. I like so all the old 80, 90 something years. <laughs> but thank God for Jesus. I know God is the one that sent me there. So that at least last last, that last minute, don't get born again and be going, you know? <laughs> and it's in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4, it says, But God, verse 4, but God who is rich in mercy. God is rich in mercy, but it's put a stop somewhere. Either when you are young, even when you are old, that's why he's sending us to the seniors' home. So that we stick, but God can still visit you at, at that old age. Mm. But God who is rich in mercy. Mm. He put a stop to your led by idols. Mm. He put a stop to your journey in darkness. He put your st- a stop and it's not you didn't even want the stop. Oh, excuse me, somebody. That's why he's rich in mercy. If it was that you wanted the stop, it won't be quite merciful. You wanted it. You didn't want it. He said, Why were yet seen as Christ died for us? Is that not love? Is that not mercy? When we did, we, if, 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 if when Jesus will come, he said, I want to die for you. And go and be dying now. <laughs> That's how, th- think about it. If he was going to ask an average Israelite, or those Jews who hated him, or anybody, say, I want to, well, I'm going to the cross. So That's why he never mentioned it to them. He only mentioned it to his disciples. Because he knows that they will, just tr- they will put it on that foot. He said, he wants to go and die for us. What does that mean? Yeah, I'll be going, go and die. Just think about how some of the people talk. Maybe where, where we come from? I'm gonna die, Joe. You know, gonna be dying. You know, just get away from here. You know, that kind of attitude. That's how those Jews were. Amen. So we did not value. We're not looking for the salvation. We were enjoying our being led by idols. That's the problem. <coughs> Am I communicating? We were enjoying it. Some of us, except maybe we were, some of us who were born into Christianity and were going to church from the beginning, maybe you may not be able to relate. Amen. But so, some people who they never they were unbeliever unbelievers. <laughs> Amen. Right from the get go, and it took God to interject to save them. They were, many of them were enjoying that path until God's mercy. What does God's mercy entail? God's mercy will come to go and start crippling some of those things. Then after a while, your life will not be working as the thing was working before. That was my testimony. When they visit you, they start break, they start breaking some legs. They get me what you are using to stand and boast that your life is good. You don't need to go to church. You don't need God. They, when they break some of those legs, <laughs> you look for church. You will, you will go on internet and Google church. <laughs> and then God who is rich in mercy. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is great. Amen. And let me tell you the truth. Even after you are born again, hmm? even after you are born again, some of us are still under the auspices of these idols. Amen. What just happened that when you were born again is that they stopped the trajectory of the leading. Am I communicating? But well, some of us still carry those idols inside our soul. 
Then the Bible will say, what does the temple of God have to do with idols? In fact, it was the last thing, even after eternal life, in First John chapter 5. He says, little children, keep yourself from idols. It means idols, you can be learning Christ and the idol is still there. Those guys are, those guys are tough boys too. Huh? They can they will hide. They will say, you'll be enjoying the Christ, but the thing is still there. It's still hiding itself somewhere. And you'll be learning the Christ together at the idol. <laughs> Do you get me? No wonder sometimes the journey becomes bodysome for some of us. We are carrying more load than we ought to carry. Idol and Christ. <laughs> and Christ can endure, but God cannot endure that thing. So that's it's a reason for Christ, really. Amen? Christ is the way to God. Amen? And Christ also is God because they call him oh God. Huh? So he is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Or Jesus Christ, God. Oh God. Am I communicating? Did I confuse somebody? Yes? <laughs> I know I confused somebody. <laughs> Amen. Okay, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. The way God method out salvation is that when you get you born again, you are a baby. So what do they what do you feed babies? Milk. That also comes from God. So there's a milk dimension of the word that is from God. But it's milk. Am I communicating? Then after milk is what? Meat. That is Christ. Then after meat is the last one. Strong meat. That is God. Amen. Um, let's see a couple of scriptures. Let's 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 dwell in that a little bit. Azar twenty eight, verse nine. Just we'll spend a little time on that. Azar chapter twenty eight, verse nine. Um, are we there? Who is there? Finn, read for us. Who will he teach knowledge? And whom will he make to understand the message? Those just weaned from milk, those just drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, mm-hmm. line upon line, line upon line, here a little, here a little. Are you saying? So, who do they teach doctrine? Them that have been weaned from what? From milk and drawn from the breast. So it means it's milk first before doctrine. And whose doctrine is it? The doctrine of Christ. Amen? And another word, the gospel of Christ. Then it means the doctrine of Christ is revealed righteousness. Romans chapter 1. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. For therein, inside it, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Am I communicating? So, you first start with milk. Amen? Mm-hmm. You first start with milk. And then, when, they, when you have grown with milk, then they are not going to wring you from milk. Then they will give you meat. Christ. Amen? So, let's see another scripture to confirm that. Amen? Just when we make sure that point. Hebrews chapter 5. That's actually the, the most confirmatory scripture. If you if we can explain it properly. Um, what time should I close today? Um, it's about one ten, okay. One o'clock, one ten, one fifteen. That's okay. Alright. 
Oké. Okay. Dat is wel echt even ik zei voor je. Amen. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 5. From verse 12. It says, For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first, mark that word, first, principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk. So milk is first, mm-hmm. principles of the oracles of God, and not strong meat. Meat is actually the last. Mm-hmm. Then the next one, and now the middle is verse 13. It says, For everyone that uses milk is what? In the word of and what is righteousness? That's Christ. That's doctrine. So for what is he? He is a babe. You know, so we have you know most of the body is babies. Baby babies. Huh? Amen. Is how you just if you know this is how you know you're a baby. If the most of what you are looking for is God, butter my bread, sugar my tea, you are a baby. If that's the most, that's all you are interested in pertaining to God, give me phone, give me milk, give me house, give me cars, give me things. You are what? A baby. And you know you can glory in being a baby. You say, I just need to ask God. When I don't ask God, the next day the thing will come. And no, it's not, it's not something you should be glorying about. <laughs> it's good. Thank God God is doing it. Amen? No. But it's not something. It means that you are still low. It's the reason why God, God has to almost be your, your servant. Because he knows that if he's not coming to serve you the milk. Amen? You backslide. Hmm? It's like, I'm, I'm Ellie's father, but really I'm a servant. I'll have here. Once he wants to drink milk. <laughs> And you don't supply the meal. <laughs> they cry, they got the, the tune, you know, the keys of the cry. It will, it will be increasing in tenor. <laughs> Until you serve the meal. They get it. And when you're not giving the meal, you're not be dancing. You will take, I say, you, no, you, what, you have to go out of it. <laughs> you will think that that's the way, that's the good thing. You'll be glorying in it. But no, you shouldn't be glorying in that. That God is always coming to serve you milk every time. You wake up in the morning and you want this. He'll come and serve it to you. No, you should be glorying in that. You are a baby. Don't vaccinate. You should be weaned for milk. So for development. So you have senses. That's the next verse. For he is unskillful in the word of righteousness. For he is a, he is a babe. Verse 14. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full age. What makes you a full age? The meat. The word of righteousness, doctrine. Because it's people who are full age that can have God. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. That was, are you seeing scripture is connecting? That was 2 John verse 9. Scripture is connecting with scripture. It's people who have been weaned from milk that can take doctrine of Christ. It's people who have taken doctrine of Christ that can have God, strong meat. Is everybody clear on that? The process. What did I say? Let me say it. Repeat it again. It's people who have been weaned from milk that can take what? Doctrine. And who is doctrine? Christ. Another word? Righteousness. The word of God. The word of life. Amen. And it's those who have become of full age as a result of, see it here, 
Even those who by reason of use, who have used Christ, who have used righteousness, what they have been hearing, they are becoming it. What they've been hearing, they are doing it. What they've been hearing, they've been exercising it in their minds and in their hearts. Amen? Amen. Then they, those are the ones who have come of full age. It's an exercise to discern both good and evil. Why the exercise? Oh my God, this is terrible. This is awesome. Why the exercise, everybody? How did I start? What is the problem with our hearts? Our heart has many things, many troubles, many desires, many lusts, many ambitions. The Bible says, for the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can find it out? To deal with such a desperately wicked heart, you need to exercise it now. You need to do exercise. You can't just say, oh, just this is it, this is it, and then go and do it. No. After the person leaves you, all those things, many things will come back again. So you need a lot of exercise to exercise, to strain out Everything that is not of God in the heart. Every lust. Every wrong ambition. Every wrong desire. That well. You know that heart is like an, uh, an unending well. That unending well by which all those waters, bad waters are coming. You need to stretch them out. You need the exercise of the doctrine of Christ to break your heart out of an evil conscience. Out of evil thoughts. Am I communicating? Out of an evil heart. Praise the name of the Lord. Then God began to say, God began to say and prophesy. He said, After those days, I shall make a new covenant with my people. What's the covenant? I will write my laws where? Upon their hearts and in their minds. Are you saying so? Upon their hearts and in their minds. Am I communicating? He said, no longer will they teach one another. He said, for they will all know me. So he says, knowledge. What is he writing? Knowledge. In your heart and in your mind. He's putting knowledge in your heart. And who shall I teach knowledge? Who shall I make to understand doctrine? So knowledge is contained inside the doctrine. Am I communicating somebody? Amen? Knowledge is contained what? So let's say this Bible is doctrine. When I'm reading out Bible, what I'm reading out is the knowledge of the being who wrote the Bible. It's what is inside his head that he brought out for men to write in the Bible. Then I'm not teaching it. So what am I teaching? I'm teaching his knowledge. Knowledge of him. So every time you are being taught doctrine, what you are being taught is knowledge. But knowledge of God. And as you are being taught that knowledge, the knowledge is attacking other knowledges. Other waters that are residing in your soul that are enemies of God. Other desires that did not come from God. The carnal mind that is enmity with God is warring with it. That's Christ. Christ is a warrior. He's God's warrior. He will war and war. My little children whom I travel again in bed. Are you seeing travel? What is travel? War. Travel pain. What is travel? Labor. What is travel? Exercise. Whom I exercise again in bed till Christ be formed in you. So, the dimension of doctrine is the dimension of the greatest work. It's actually the dimension of where most of Christian work is. It's a pity that not many Christians want to, <laughs> are not ready to be won for milk. But a time is coming in the latter days. It's actually the uh, wisdom of the end time season. Is to cause men to be weaned from milk. Because milk will not survive this end time. I'll just tell you the truth. You can already see 
we haven't even started end time, but we can already see the signs around us. Milk will not what? Will not survive this end time. You know, I've not seen in this end time, coronavirus is devastating. If I you that if you are printing money, money all the time, you will all be wondering, man, maybe I <laughs> I don't think this is gonna, this is not it for this season. Amen. Milk will not will not what did I say? Milk will not survive this end time season. It will take doctrine to survive. It will take exercise. You know when you have exercise, you too you are almost becoming a beast in your soul too. But a God beast. By exercise, by knowledge. You have stature. It means you can withhold and withstand and, and resist thoughts in your mind. Because of the 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 I the webs, the 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 oh my god, I'm looking for a word. The give me someone give me a word. Somebody give me a word. Huh? The walk. Huh? The network. The stamina. Yes, those are all correct words. But there's still, there's still one word. There's still one word I'm looking for. I'm trying to describe the, the network, the sophistication of the design that Christ in you is going to form. That you'll be so sophisticated. You'll become such a sophisticated man. That Satan cannot penetrate you anymore. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. The evil day is the end time now. The whole armor. And all that armor is all Christ. From gospel of peace. Who is that? Gospel of Christ. To, what's it? Truth. Belt of truth. What is that? Sanctify them, O God, by thy word. Thy word is truth. To shield of faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. To the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Spirit of breastplate of righteousness, which we just righteousness revealed from faith to faith. Helmet of salvation. Am I communicating? They are all Christ's. Christ development. So you become a warrior. You become an armored being. Your soul, and it's not an armor, you know wear armor in the in the flesh. Your soul will be so armored. If they, a time will come if they if they gaze if they X-ray your soul, and Satan is actually the soul. Are you seeing peak race? You know, <laughs> it will be faster than using bolt. <laughs> it will flee in seven directions. Am I communicating? Because your soul is fortified. Amen. How many of us know there's this scripture that says that uh, that if if an evil spirit has left a man. Do you get me? He will leave the house. He, when, if he now comes back, he will go back in there. Just come and check you back out. Mm-hmm. Just in case. Maybe have you found Christ in between when since I left you? And if the, if the, if the, if the soul, if the house is still empty, what does the Bible say he would go and do? He will go and look for seven demons more wicked than him to come and enter your house because the house is empty. Do you know the Bible? So, what makes, what can you do to make sure your house is not empty? Hmm? Christ, doctrine, Christ, my little children, whom I travail again in bed till Christ be formed in you. So by the time the evil spirit is coming, he sees Christ. <laughs> eh? when they, in the Bible, when they see Christ, they say, It's not, please, Alexa, it's not yet our time. <laughs> they can be begging him, and then that Christ will be in you. Are you seeing how defense is a defense? Are you seeing how it's a shield? 
Are you seeing how it's a protection? It's an armor. It's a habitation for God to dwell in. Am I communicating? That's the reason for doctrine. If you are just a milk boy, a milk girl only, you don't have armor. You don't have shield against all the what? The arrows of the evil one. Am I communicating? Yes, this is the reason for doctrine. This is the reason why you must stay for doctrine. You must stay on that doctrine. This is the reason why you will abide in the doctrine of Christ. For whoever, whosoever transgresses and abideth not, has not God. God cannot come to a man that Satan can also visit. <laughs> Do you get me? Because God will not dwell in if Satan is also dwelling. Who Satan has access to dwell. Amen. So what will God, what did God do? God sent his son, Christ. Christ will form the shield in you. Then God will come and dwell in you. Amen. Christ will form the armor in you. What whose armor is it called? Armor. It means that God wears that same armor. Oh my God. Is the armor of who? God. The Bible says it now. He who covers himself with light as doth a garment. Aha. So when you are hearing Christ's revelation, you are hearing light. And you are building up, they call it the garment of righteousness. Revelations call it white raiment, which is the righteousness of the saints. So it's in righteousness again. So you, as you are hearing Christ, as you are learning Christ, as you are learning righteousness, what is happening? You are building your garment. You are building your armor as against all the, all the arrows of the evil one. And in these times, you need it. Hmm? Before, we were saying, oh, we just saying nice, we're almost like we are begging you, but we're not begging anybody again. <laughs> you need it. <laughs> Amen? You need it to survive this end time, evil day. Excuse me, if the Bible says that, put on, therefore, the whole armor of God, and may be able to withstand the evil day. It means if you don't put on the whole armor of God, you will not be able to withstand the evil day. It's simple. It's simple. So in this season, men need Christ. It's what the body needs. It's what we need. We need more knowledge. of. We need to enter this Christ and wear him fully to be defended in this season. In these days. Praise the name of the Lord. It's no longer a joking thing. Because the evil days are coming upon us. <laughs> it's not just a plaything anymore. Oh, revelation, we are deep. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not it's for survival now. It's a survive evil day. <laughs> if we were playing, oh, we are deep, man. Yeah, revelation, I mean, <laughs> It's not play. <laughs> the evil day is coming upon us. And to withstand, you need armor. And that armor is Christ. Mm-hmm. It's the doctrine of Christ. The same Christ will build sandals called gospel of peace. Mm-hmm. The same Christ will build belts called truth. Mm-hmm. The same Christ will build shield called faith. Yes. The same Christ will build breastplate called righteousness. And the same Christ will build sword. Amen? Mm-hmm. Now think about it. All those things I mentioned, most of them are metals. Mm-hmm. The iron. Mm-hmm. So the same iron, you can carve it. Mm-hmm. You can carve it into a sandals. The same iron, you can carve it into a breastplate. The same iron you use to make a shield. It's just a different design of the iron. But it's the same iron. It's the same element. So Christ is the element. 
that we use to design all your armor. Yes, That's why Christ is many. Are you seeing him? He's many waters. He's many waters. As he's coming in diversities, he's, you are, he's, he's designing one. May, for you, he may be designing right now your breastplate. For somebody else, he may be designing right now your shield. But he's designing something. Just stay under and pass under the doctrine of Christ. He's designing things for you. They are all armory for you so that you may be defended in the evil day. Are we blessing the house? Yes, sir. God is blessing us. Yes, Amen. This is this season is serious. We must be defended. Amen. Amen. Now, someone will now ask me, "Oh, wow! In time, something is coming. These are people. No, this is not a flesh. This is the 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 evil day is, is your mind. Is mind is thoughts. Excuse me. Are you seeing that in this so this COVID era? You see that mental case, mental health issue will spiral. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they call it? Abusive homes will spiral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disobedient children. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you get, even us too, we will start having more, more episodes of depression. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? So we will start having more episodes of depression. People will now start even going into further into some de- evil things. Some idolatry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you get me? Yeah. Some, people are, some people are even waxing water. Mm-hmm. You get by the same time, some people are waxing better. Praise mm-hmm. the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen. It means that in this season, check it. Because you know, and the and the you know, the, not the Bible, but it is popular say that an idle man is a devil's workshop. That's what <laughs> and it's true, Kaisa, it's true. Because in this COVID time that shut us all down and sent us home. <laughs> and then Netflix. I don't like Netflix, so I don't <laughs> Especially their own production movies. They always, they, it's always some. I don't know. They always have some evil. It's always vampire, monsters killing. Lucifer. They have one show Netflix. They call it Lucifer. And people are streaming when they say top ten in Canada, Lucifer is there. I say, which kind of country are we, Femi? <laughs> Imagine, <laughs> Femi, you will watch. You will watch. Is that? There's another one they now did. They were, there's another one that. You don't watch it. Okay, please. Don't watch it. So, so whenever I see a movie that is Netflix that did it, I use. I, I will study it first before I play it. Because those guys, there's something behind the law of their things they're doing. Why are they always going in that direction? I don't understand. And everybody is this thing is everywhere. Everybody watches Netflix. No, now imagine if you are not an unbeliever before COVID came, and now you're at home full time. You never go to church. You're still not going to church. You're going to church, and you're at home, twenty four seven. It has been how many months? Seven months, nine months. And is that Netflix you are watching? What will be happening to your mind? What kind of thoughts are entering men right now? God, demonic thoughts. Thank you. There was another one I watched. Was Netflix. This one I watched. This one because the thing was. Hey! I said, these people, they are now making evil spirits look good. That one there, too. They are now, they are now making it look, evil spirits look good, normalizing it. So imagine if you are not hearing word. What will you be hearing? Because your soul, let me tell you, be honest with yourself, your soul must hear something. Yes, sir. By nature, 
your soul must can you go 24 hours caller can you go 24 hours without streaming some news or going online to check something yes. you can I don't watch TV. you don't watch oh praise wow. god <laughs> please keep it up please you are safe <laughs> thank you oh my god we're actually so all of you you see <laughs> All the people that are watching, all my lives of shows. Are you seeing? Are you seeing that it's possible? <laughs> huh? Disney Plus, YouTube, everywhere. Why? Someone always wanted to go and find something to watch. Amen. Now. There's one thing I notice that every time I watch maybe a movie, maybe two hour movie, movie that I need to put my mind into, I always feel tired after the movie. And that the reason I watched the movie was to rest too. Oh. <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, it drains the soul. Yeah. You get me? Or some people they tell me that they had the dream. <laughs> and then after that, what did you do the day before? I tried that evening. What, what movie do you watch? <laughs> yes. And you know, after that, you don't know, see traces of the movie inside the dream. I don't to the movie. You just, just acted out, acted it out. <laughs> what does that mean? It means that those things, they actually, they actually preach. They actually minister. What are they trying to minister? Thoughts. For you to buy them. Buy wrong thoughts. And then they feel that if you stay in the thought long enough, then you now do start doing yeah. it. That's it. That's it. This guy, Lucifer, is a preacher. If Lucifer is not coming here to preach, some of you will not say, but James, this pastor, this James, pastor, this pastor, baby. This boy just, see the boy. This boy just taught me revelation. I am. Orion. It was very there, and James, you have seen everything discipline, sin, and death, Christ, and doctrine. I always got so the stars, many times we are flying. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, you know the guy? There are boys out there. There are boys out there. And if you spend some time with them, you don't be okay again. <laughs> Mouth. Yeah. And when, it, when it's coming to learned boys like us, he won't come as you know, he'll come as a fine boy, nice, he'll come as somebody who even likes revelation. You want to reason with you? Oh, Christ, oh wow, that's deep, that's powerful. Then, okay, but how about this one? You know, he was just with people we sharing revelation yeah. together. <laughs> trying to reason, <laughs> all he's trying to reason you out of is doctrine of Christ. Hmm? Yes. Is what? Can we? Can I show you? Let's see Colossians chapter two. I'll start from verse six. Colossians chapter two. I'll start from verse six. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. So receive. When you receive Jesus, you are born again. Yeah. Not so. That's what it says. It says, Do you want to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? 
So it says, now that you have received him, what should you do next? Walk. Walk. Are you saying walk? Led. Walk ye in him. Not so. And how do you walk ye in him? Is by doctrine. Verse 7. Rooted and built up in him. And established. Does that all sound like armor? When a man is established in the faith, you can't move such a man. The man has armor. There's nothing you can see. There's no thought you can throw at him that he doesn't have shield for. The man is armored, so he's established in the faith. Am I communicating? Then how does the rooted, built up, an establishment come? It says, as ye have what? Been taught. So how does it come? By teaching. So the teaching of Christ will get you rooted. The same teaching will now build you up. So it gets you rooted first, then it will build you up, and then establish you. Then in Revelation, I say, God says, For I will make you a pillar in the temple of my God, and you shall go no more out. That's establishment. So once you become a tree, a pillar, then the last one is that you go no more out. No turning anymore. You've, then you've made up your mind, the correct making up of your mind. Amen. Amen. Oh, is he looking for me? Yes, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Now let's see. Let's continue. As ye have been taught, abounding daring with thanksgiving. Beware lest any man, am I communicating? Spoil you through what? Philosophy. I explain. And vain deceit. After the traditions of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. Amen. Amen. And what? And not after. So it's Christ versus all these other things. Amen. Praise God. Oh God, show me mercy. Let me explain this thing. Hi. Let's do the next verse. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now, it means that Christ is many things. All. It means there are many. All the fullness of the Godhead bodily in, in, in him, in Christ. Are you with me? So Christ is meant. So this is this is this is it now. Satan is a liar. Hmm? Satan doesn't have anything as much as what God has. So what Satan does is that he will give you diversities of things to confuse you. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? Then when you now if he has confused you with the diversity, you now come and find out that no, he has nothing. Then by then too, for many people it's already too late. Because they've already gone too far. Am I communicating? But God is different. God is a, is a truth guy. God just brought one thing. Christ. But behind, inside that Christ is what? Is many things. So, you know, many times, by nature, Satan is trusting that, by nature, men, we like diversities. We like options. Are we not like that? By nature, we like to have options. Not so? We like to have options in life. Amen. So Satan presented options for you. <laughs> huh? But God did not present options. God presented Christ for you know narrow paths. Yes. But one thing you don't know is that behind that narrow path is more oh yeah 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 more diversity, more waters that you have ever imagined. It's called the unsearchable riches of Christ. God is rich. 
So Satan is how that tells us. But by the time you see his many things, you just buy it and just feel that God is not too much. God is just one man. He's just Christ. You don't. You've missed it. That one man is vast, upholding all things by the word of his power. One man. That one man is vast. Is many. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 He says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead body. Now, so you've seen how Christ is, and you have seen how Satan is. Now, if you understand this verse 8 well, and you're able to defend against it, you are safe. Amen. Beware lest any man spoil you. Now, why? Why did the Bible not just say, Beware lest the devil spoil you? God, Jesus knew that that would not really help you. Because the devil never comes to you by himself. Uh-huh. How the devil comes to you is that, peradventure, God forbid, the devil can even maybe do something in my life during the week uh, that, will, that will make me somehow, that by the time I now come and talk, I'm not talking Christ. <laughs> I'm talking rudiments of this world. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> do you see how he spoils? So that's why Jesus wanted to save us. So he just he didn't save the, the devil. He said, "Lest any man, it could be any man, any man, yes. man that is not bringing Christ, mm. <laughs> he will spoil you." Mm. So let's not even bother talking. Let's just let you know how these things come. It could be anybody, mm. but he's not bringing Christ to you. Mm. It can spoil you. So me preaching galaxies can spoil you. Mm. As high sounding as are you seeing some of those Aria, the galaxy, on <laughs> the stars on here, the blue light. There are people who preach these things, and they pray on people who like revelation. Yeah. They like revelation, so they want. Look, we have revelation. So they will open book of Enoch. Please, don't go and read book of Enoch. <laughs> Bible is okay. Hmm? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I read book of you know. <laughs> it left me more confused than I started. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> Let me stay with the one that they say every scripture is inspired by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Let me tell you, the Satan we are dealing with is not just a small boy. He, do, you know, do you know how he deceives? His knowledge of the tree of what? Good and evil. It means there is some good in it. Yeah. It means that when Satan wants to deceive you, when he can write a book, he will put some good things from even the Bible, some scriptures inside, but then behind the scriptures, weave it. They call it cunningly devised fables. Cunning. So, by you seeing the first good things, you will now be drawn. You say, oh, this is good. I can read the book of God. But as you enter into it, please, Bible. It's finished. Bible. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And you can see, when you know a false preacher, I know them. By their fruit, you shall know them. Yes, sir. Hmm? There is one in Nigeria that's causing trouble. DF. You know what I'm talking about? The, the, the guy. is oh, <laughs> causing problem. It's causing problem. 
Huh? And what he's saying, when you really think about what he's saying, you're like, it's true, Sha. Yes. You know, the churches are not really using the tight money well. <laughs> Does that mean you should not pay tight? No, it's not your business. It's not your business. God's going to say, it's better, it's better. Abraham, they say it's Old Testament. No, Abraham was before Moses. Was before Old Testament. And he paid tight to Melchizedek. Who, Jesus, came in the order of Melchizedek. Even if Abraham, that story was not there. Excuse me, if I don't pay tight, that 10%, what would I use it for? Mammon. World. Because yeah. what if the other if I'm not paying it to church, I'm needing to buy world. Buy clothes, buy world, invest in worldly things. Yeah. So last last, even if the church only used 10% of it for God's work, it's better than me using all that. Even if the church only used half half of it for God's work and the other half they waste it. It's better than me using all the 10% for my for my lost. Mm-hmm. You just see that way, they don't even need to teach me scripture for that one. Yeah. For me, using that ten percent for my lost, please. You pay tight. Yes. <laughs> we should pay tight. And the guy, this, this when you see the guy, the guy argument it didn't make sense. You know? It didn't make sense. Come here, he said, he said, yes, that's, that's what they are doing. They're using church money to buy church, buy this. He has started offense. He has started offense. Yes. So you start agreeing with him because he's making sense because you are seeing the jets that they are buying. Then, then you know, there was, you know when, when there was this issue of Nigerians going to Italy and being stranded in Libya. You know, they were trying to cross the Mediterranean being stranded and all, all they are going through in Libya. And the Nigerian government, you know, uh, the government, <laughs> we all, all our African governments, we know them very well. Very handicapped people. <laughs> they were not going to fly Nigerians back from Libya to Nigeria. So, that if he's not started that, he's not using that as an attack. All these men of God, that they have jets. Why don't they donate their jets? Okay, donate that to go and bring people who are suffering and fellow people who are suffering back to Nigeria. And is that, is that their calling? Are they government? Are they Buhari? The God, Buhari hire them. If Buhari calls them, if the president calls them and says, oh yeah, go and do it. Maybe I'm sure they want to do it. They may want to do it. But, do you get me? All those arguments... These arguments are really, they sound right, not so. They are actually high sounding because you have seen some of the things that are being done by some men of God and you are agreeing with it. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, there's one thing I always say I don't join, we don't join men to talk against men of the church, men of God. And just even simply for this fact that Satan already does that job well, <laughs> he doesn't need my assistance. <laughs> Excuse me, even if, let's say something, the, anytime you hear about church in the news, they ever a good thing. It's until the church people have done something bad, then they're not broadcast everywhere. <laughs> they are not talking about it. The good that the church does in the community, they will not talk about it. The food, the feed that they feed the poor, they will not talk about it. The only one that will make CNN, make CTV, make all the news, is when pastor that, uh-huh. So, if Satan is ready, he doesn't need my help. <laughs> he does not need my assistance. He's ready doing the job too well. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, let's just leave him. We shouldn't add to the detriment of the church. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. We should see the, the, the glass half full rather than half empty. Uh, praise the name of the Lord. And God is helping the church. God is helping us. Or it's just the problem is that it's just babies. That's the baby yeah. problem. And I, t- I talked about it earlier. That so... They are born again, no, but so can be and be a rascal. Yes. But last, last they say love all the saints. 
So meaning love that poly ghost that is there <laughs> and inside there and then be managing the rascals the result of the only ghost <laughs> Go here folks <laughs> We are doing that they love me the rascal <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So what does Satan use to try and spoil us? Verse 8. Somebody can read. Help me read verse 8. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. Empty deceit. According to the tradition of Yes. Of the world. Right. And so this this is a this is a difficult to teach sometimes, because sometimes many people that we even know do it, they don't, you know, and ignorantly not they don't know what they are doing, right? Uh, praise the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, they just do it ignorantly. Amen. Um, they don't know what they are doing. So. It says, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. Are you saying one philosophy? What is philosophy? Arguments. You get me? Uh, an, an opposing theory. You get me? So, for example, let's say revelation comes, teaching comes, and then teaching comes, and then somebody will hear the teaching. And now go on because of that teaching wants to go and preach another his own one inside it to confuse the thing. So people will now be not sure. Because when confusion comes, people will be like they won't be they won't be they won't grow, they won't be benefited from it. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, so philosophy brings arguments in the hearts of many. Yes. So when philosophy comes, philosophy are all those ways of doctrine somewhere. When philosophy comes, you will start doubting the true revelation. Because we say, but this one is saying this one, this one is saying that one. No, one is saying Christ, the other one is saying philosophy. <laughs> Do you get me? And then I say, I beg, I'm tired, or I'm tired. Then just, no, no. That's, that, that's exactly what he wants. That's the, exactly the reason the philosophy man came. Are you, am I here? Are you hearing me? I'm concluding now. That's exactly the reason. That's exactly the reason Satan sent the man of philosophy. Just to, for you to be confused. If you can just make you a little bit confused. That peradventure, if you are a little bit confused, you yourself, you will drop it. You will see, I'm not doing it again. That's what they are looking for. Meaning, I'm not going after Christ again. Because I'm not sure which one is it. No. Amen? So, philosophy is a very deadly one. Everybody say philosophy. Philosophy. It's confusion. It's confusion. Yes. It will confuse your soul. So Satan does one. You know when they say Paul, uh, there's a slang, uh, Africa just like Paul on Sunday, my career. That's philosophy. So you are learning Christ. You are learning Christ, and he just want to taint it, keep it, make it spotted. That's what philosophy do. Confuse you, and you see these things is many out there. So you just have to train your mind to stay on Christ's doctrine, understand it for yourself. When you understand it for yourself, then you'll be more stable. Then you must you be able to endure more. You'll be able to uh you'll be able to uh you'll be able to you'll be strengthened enough uh to be able to resist philosophies. Mm. Amen? Amen. Then vain deceits. Vain deceits is this. How many of us have 
I remember it has happened to me many times right after a believer's convention that in my mind that's what talked to me all this thing you do you see you be teaching people convention blessing people all these things going on when would you this is the time for you to pursue your own thing <laughs> you get me it's time for you to pursue go after that vanity project you get me as in your mind being deceit is also is is a is a ministration that can come and i've seen it happen i know i'm trying to be careful i'm trying to be careful uh i've seen it happen in many many times so i won't give direct examples but i'm trying to be careful so vain deceit is giving you something else to pursue let's say your soul is pursuing christ and then someone will now add another project to the christ pursuit and the thing is it will make sense to you because you get me for vain deceit could be anything like or uh, yeah maybe there's a desire you had since that you wanted to um have a specific kind of job i don't know what kind of example i can use a specific kind of job or you wanted to uh, own a specific kind of house do you get me so vain deceit could be that well i've been learning christ and i'll still keep learning christ but at the same time let me go and add a second job do you get me so i can make more money to be able to buy the vanity that is in my heart mm. that's vain deceit <laughs> do you get me and you'll be justified because you think you have tried now it's not i'm though i'm going anywhere i'm still in these waters no <laughs> but what you can do is that it will start with that if you are able to meet that vain deceit another vain deceit will come again and then you now start finding that you you are getting tired because you are you are doing more than you should be doing and so after a while things will stretch you mm. then after a while you will reduce the frequency of your hearing mm-hmm. one way or another you may still be coming for meetings but maybe that your personal hearing time mm-hmm. now one thing something has to give mm-hmm. that's what vain deceit does mm-hmm. vain deceit will want to chop out space in your soul mm-hmm. so let me tell you every soul has limited energy yes that's why after you, you really exact yourself at work, you come home, you are tired. Mm. But after you really study for an exam, you are tired. Mm. So you go, you have given your energy to it. Mm. And so your energy is, you have to be careful where you give your energy. Mm-hmm. It's the same when you watch a movie, also, it's actually taking soul energy. That's why you feel tired after it. So you have to be careful where you spend your energy. Redeeming the time for the days are evil. So that's, that's vain deceit. Vain deceit will, will drag you out slowly. Vain deceit will get you to be dropping things of God little by little. As things of God are coming, a little here, here, a little there, a little. Vain deceit will teach you how to drop it here, a little. <laughs> Do you get me? You will stop praying here, a little. Before, <laughs> before you do it, you will stop hearing messages there, a little. <laughs> Tongue will drop here, a little. <laughs> huh? Then finally, maybe after two years, when you now start dropping meetings, there, little. Then I will not know. We just see. Ah, why, why is the person not? You know, you know that I think the work has started for since. <laughs> deceit. Amen. So he said, beware lest any man spoil you with philosophy. Vain deceit. The other ones are simpler to understand. Traditions of men. You know, sometimes you can add traditions into your religion. Yes, and you now use scripture to back it up. And yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> Do you get me? You can use scripture to back it up. But it's last, last is what? It's traditions of men. It's not after Christ. Christ is a content to learn. It's a personality to learn. It's not actions. It's not per se, you know, things that you do per se do you get me i don't want to give examples but you will know them you know them those are some religious practices that per se are not christ do you get me 
that um, religious pra- practices that are what that really came from traditions of men. Praise the name of the Lord. Came from, I'll just leave that like that. Mm. And the last one, after the rudiments of this world, we'll finish, we'll continue that one another day. That one is vast. <laughs> that one is plenty. Are we blessed in the house this yes, morning? Uh, I hope you have not left here more confused than you came. Uh-huh. Uh, do we have any questions that we can help you answer? Amen. Uh, so let I just want us to spend a few minutes. Let's just um, uh, first I'll, I'll, I'll recap the message. Some of us who came at different times. Um, we talked about First Corinthians chapter twelve. How in time past, what was leading you in time past? Dumb idols, according to the course of this world. First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse two, and then Ephesians chapter two, one to four. Amen. Then verse 4 of Ephesians chapter 2 now says that somebody interjected in your trajectory, in your heading to death, walking after those dumb idols, in your being led by the dumb idols. Who, who, who inter- interjected? God. Jesus. Not so. Who is rich in what? In mercy. So he was out of his mercy. Then he made, what happens that? So you were going in a certain direction. You were going in a certain direction and just like Femi did for, for Josh, he stopped him. Of going in that certain direction, wow. yes, <laughs> he was going in one direction, and then he was stopped. That's what God did for us. More for what purpose? To bring us to Him, Amen. To bring us to Him, so He had to grab, stop us. We did not want it. <laughs> you see, we're just like Josh. <laughs> At that moment, we're babies. We did not want it, but He now stopped us. Mercy stopped us. Do you get me? So, do you know sometimes mercy can look harsh? Mm-hmm. But it's mercy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you get me? Mm-hmm. Like, if you are going after the vanity of your heart and then you think God will now break those things, you will now be angry at God. Mm-hmm. Not knowing his mercy trying to save you. Mm-hmm. Because it knows that the end of that thing is destruction. There's a way that symmetry right unto a man, but the end thereof is destruction. So, but God, who is written mercy, stopped us to start leading us back to himself. That's really the summary of the message today. And what will cause what causes for leading is what? Is doctrine. Yeah. What assisting. No friend says it a lot of time that sometimes leading of the spirit could just be simply hearing doctrine and doing it. That's already a leading on his own. Just hearing Christ alone and doing what you are hearing is already a leading on his own. Yes, Holy Ghost can still give you instructions, but the basic one, the, the foundational one, the basic, the fact, the safe one, yes. is just to hear doctrine and do it. Mm-hmm. It's already a leading on its own. Mm-hmm. Praise the name of the Lord. So, doctrine leads. As you are hearing Christ, after a while, it will be disturbing your mind mm-hmm. on Monday, on Wednesday. <laughs> you remember some of the messages on Tuesday. And what is it trying to tell you? It's trying to correct it actions to lead you in a different direction yeah. praise the name of the lord somebody so he's from leading to leading yes. amen so on one side they want to lead you to a negative uh on the other side they want to lead you to the positive and we now concluded in colossians chapter 2 when satan sees a man is being led to the positive and you cannot lead the man back to the negative the next thing to do is to confuse the man 
Yes. He said that that's what John now says. Whosoever trans- transgresses. To transgress is to stay, move away from the leading that you are being led. It may not even be that you are going back to idols. Just you can move to the side. Yeah. Yes. You can just move to the side. And you are not progressing anymore. You overcome the idols. They are not interested in those that are going back there. But you just don't want to go further anymore. So you just move to the side. And that's the reason for lest any man spoil you. The things that they call it, do not make sure that you are not tossed to and fro. Let's see James chapter 1. Let me show you the reason why. Satan knows Bible, so he knows how to get us. Confuse a man who is journeying in the doctrine of Christ. He may step out of the doctrine by himself. Let's see James chapter 1. I think it's good that we'll be doing these summaries now, Penny. At the end, so that people just get the gist of the message. James chapter 1. Verse 5 and 6. Who is there? And 7. 5 to 7. James chapter 1, verse 5 to 7. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. Mm-hmm. And it shall give, uh, be given him. him. Okay. But let him ask in faith. In faith. Nothing wavering. Yes. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything, anything of, of, the, of the, Lord. the Lord. Then verse 8. A double-minded man is unstable in his yeah. ways. So if, what, why do they say abide in the doctrine of Christ? It means be a single-minded man. Yeah. Christ. Abide in the doctrine of Christ. Be a single-minded man or woman. Be a single-minded man or woman. So now Satan knows Bible that a double-minded man cannot receive anything of the Lord. And you need to receive of the Lord to keep journey. I Meaning you need to hear what God, the Lord is saying to keep journeying. And if you cannot receive anything of the Lord, then that means no more journey. So Satan just knows that what, how to get a man who is being led, just confuse him. Make him double-minded. Philosophy. Make him not sure. Is this really the way? Is this not the way? That's enough. Then the man will be stagnated. He don't even need to, he don't need to, room first. Don't, he not even need to come back to where he's where he started. Just confuse him now. Amen. Let him not think. Amen. Let him not think that he what receive anything of the Lord. This is what. Let me tell you. This is a secret. This is what stagnates a lot of us in this journey. Is this double mindedness? Is this confusion? Being not sure. Mm-hmm. This is Bible. This is doctrine of Christ. Stay in it. Abide in it. Be single minded. But Jesus will say, if your eye is single, not so. Uh-huh. Have single eye. Mm. Be single-minded in it. If your eye is single, it will lead you. You will have God. Mm-hmm. Amen. But then Satan also knows. If you want to play devil, it's very simple to also get a man who is single-minded. Add another mind to the single mind. <laughs> make him double-minded. Yeah, make him consider what he's doing. Give him another wave of doctrine. Make him toss to and fro like the winds of the, of the sea. Then he will not receive anything of the Lord. Are we blessed in the house this morning? This is the reason why they were admonishing us. It's not as though the apostles were harsh. Am I communicating? Uh, uh, am I communicating? It's not as though they were harsh. But they had to admonish us because they want you to prosper. 
They want you to grow. They want you to get to the end of the journey, the end of the way. Praise the name of the Lord. Our Father, we thank you this afternoon. We give you all the praise. Uh, in Jesus' name we have prayed. Uh, I still want to take some questions, one or two questions. I still want to clarify anything. And maybe if I can, Femi will do that. Uh, just any question that we may have in our hearts right now um, concerning leading. We, we are talking about there are two ways. There's ways. Before you were going in one way, now you are going in another way. But also, while you are going in the good way, be careful. Because you have to abide in the way and make sure you are not double-minded. Do you get me? So that you can prosper in the way. Yeah. It's the secret of prosperity in the way. To be single-minded. Wow. This message must have been too perfect. Though. No questions? Okay. I, I, I just want to ask for clarification. Like I know yes. That, um, so the sincere milk of the word mm-hmm. is supposed to lead us to the doctrine of Christ, the cup doctrine of Christ. Yes. You can it's say not, you can say it that way, but this milk level is not really for leading per se. No, no, not leading yeah. as now souls, but you're supposed to. You're not supposed to remain. Like, if you're taking it sincerely, you're supposed to grow when yes. you can take you the you doctrine of Christ. You can take the you doctrine of Christ. Because you really when you're in milk. When you're, you can't use it. You can't use it. When, yeah. you, when you are just only in milk, you cannot use that. It's yeah. higher than you. Yeah. So you have to be ready to take doctrine. And actually, how it works is that you add teachings of Christ to your milk. It's not that you throw milk away. Yeah. It's actually a progression. Yeah. Why you are still trusting God for things, doing faith towards God, add on to that faith. Of the Son of God, meaning Christ, learning Christ, knowing Christ, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word, that kind of faith. So you just everything is an addition, addition. So as you are drinking milk, add meat to your milk. And as you have been drink, eating meat, a time will come now. Add strong meat to your meat. So meaning it's the bone of the meat. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is strong meat? Strong meat is. Yes. Okay. So, so no meat, you, not milk. Meat is doing the way. Oh, you said meat. Okay, meat is doing the word of God. Yeah, it sounded like milk. Yeah. You met meat. Okay, so meat is doing the word of God, just like you said. That's meat. Learning Christ, then doing Christ. That's meat. Learning Christ, word of righteousness, and doing righteousness, doing Christ. That's meat. Now, uh, strong meat. Wow. <laughs> strong meat is 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 deep. Do you get me? Uh, strong meat belongs to those who have done meat well. Do you get me? Strong. Let's see. Let's see the Hebrews chapter five again. Let's go and see it in the Bible. So most times we preach meat because that's where most of the work is, most of the exercises. But there's something that there's something that meat is to help you do. See, that is now strong meat. Yeah, see God. No man can see God. Yes, they have gotten it. But let me. I just want to show you. There's, there's something that meat does that you can't escape meat. You can't with milk, you can't with milk do strong meat. 
because with with milk you cannot see strong meat. Let's see it here. Uh, yeah, I say it's Hebrews chapter five, right? Okay, verse 13 says, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, which is meat. Right? Word of righteousness, that's the gospel of Christ revealed from faith to faith, is meat. For he's a babe. So a baby is milk. Okay? Is that clear? So now, let's see verse 14. So, but strong meat belongeth to them that are what? Of full age. Now, who, who is of full age? Those who by reason of use, use of what? The skill, word of righteousness, huh? the exercise, that's the skill. When you were a baby, excuse me, listen, when you were a baby, you were unskillful in the word of righteousness. Now, when you are starting hearing meat, you are becoming skillful. Skillful means you are now doing the exercise. It's ex- you are learning the exercise. So you are learning skill as a result of exercise. For example, when you go to school, as a result of exercises, meaning meat tents, tests, Final exams, you are becoming skillful in your profession. Not so? You are gaining skills in your profession. So, if it's uh, uh, engineering, not so? As a result of all the mid terms that they're giving you, that you have to study for, that you have to put your mind, exercise your mind towards, you pass the exam. After a while, what will happen now? You are becoming skillful in engineering, in how to build. Praise the name of the Lord. So, that's meat. That's why meat is the school, it's the school of Christ. Not so? Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised. Now, after you have had your senses exercised, after you have now become skillful, it's then that you now begin to descend between good and evil. That's the key. If you can know that, that's the key. It means that while you were in milk, you'll be doing evil and you'll be calling evil good. Mm. Am I communicating? Yes. So that's just the problem. So a milk boy, a milk boy can still be carnal, very carnal. He will be doing God evil and think he's doing it in the name of God. <laughs> he will be doing evil in the sight of God and think... Uh, just simple. The poor, before he became poor, did not love God. Mm-hmm. Too much, so with all the zeal in the world. Yeah. And he was killing Christians with, and he was joyful after he did it. Thinking that God will be marking his register in heaven. He was doing it for God. What was his problem? He was unskilled. He had, he had no sense. What he didn't know what righteousness was. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, his righteousness was a filthy rag. Mm-hmm. Was garbage in front of God. Mm-hmm. But he thought he was righteous. Mm-hmm. Yet he was doing evil. What? So when you come into true righteousness, is when you now finally begin to see what God calls good mm-hmm. and what God calls evil. Mm-hmm. It's only God that has our definition. We we have our own definitions of good and evil. All of us, if, if they really check all our souls, we have different opinions on what is moral and what is not moral. Am I communicating? We have different opinions. But God has his own opinion. So strong meat is somebody who has come of full age who can now see God's opinion. As it is. Meaning God's will. So God's opinion is God's will. So strong meat is when you are now seeing the will of God, the, the, the perfect will of God, and then you are able to do it. That's strong meat. And it's not easy. Now, for, uh, for Jesus, what was, that, what was that perfect will? For Jesus to die on the cross. Now, how many of us we call that righteous? 
I'll take, I think I was because it good. If somebody just comes, let's say they do a survey in Israel, open amongst the disciples, poll, election poll, should I go and down on the cross or not? And what do you think the answer would be? It's a little simple that God, God is a good God. Our God is a good God. We will not tell anybody to go and die on the cross. Yet, that commandment was the greatest good of God. Amen. And that greatest good of God, Peter wanted to stop it. Ay, 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 ay. Peter said, no, you're no Lord, you're not going. <laughs> Peter wanted to do what? He wanted to stop it. And out of where, from where was Peter speaking? Out of love for the master. So out of, in, in a sense, his righteousness. Out of his, his own righteousness. To him, out of his righteousness, he wanted to protect Jesus. <laughs> not knowing that that's what he was thinking was evil Are we, am I communicating yeah so there is no strong meat until you have done meat yeah so some people say I want to do the will of God I want to do the will of God let me just tell you the honest truth you are incapable of doing the perfect will of God yet God will not even tell it to you yeah because you are incapable of doing it until you come of full age so the will of God right now for you is to come of full age, meaning to eat meat. And it's in the Bible. Let's see it. Romans chapter 16. It's the will of God for every sense. Finally. Oh, sure. Okay. Let's, let's just see that. Just finally. And this will be the end. Romans chapter 16. Somebody help me read verse 19 and 20. First. Are we there? Okay. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. For your obedience is um, come abroad unto all men. I am glad therefore on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace so what has come abroad unto all men? The obedience. But they are not yet revealed what they were obeying. Now let's see what they were obeying. Let's go to verse. So they were obeying something. And they were obeying it well. That he has come abroad unto all men. That a time was now coming now. That they were approaching a time. Where the God of peace will finally bruise Satan under their feet. Where victory was coming. But what were they obeying? Let's see it. Verse 26. But now is made manifest. And by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. Now, so what is the commandment of the everlasting God? Obedience the obedience of faith. of faith. And how does faith come? So what obedience is it? Obedience to hearing and hearing. Is, am I clear? Yes. Obedience to hearing and hearing of the word. Or oh. obedience to hearing and hearing meat. Because the word of God, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was with God, and the word was made flesh. That's the Christ we have been talking about. The obedience to the doctrine of Christ is the commandment of the everlasting God. That's why Paul, Paul, John, said that same, that second John 9 was that commandment. He says, whosoever transgresseth, meaning disobedience, and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ, the commandment of the everlasting God has not God. Am I communicating? So you see that. So it's now clear. So, and the reason they know that once you come, once you come of full age, they just get that's the only commandment they give you, really. 
Because they know once you come of full age, you will now begin to now be able to see the other one. Amen. Nobody will need to teach you that one. You'll be able to see it once you come of full age. So the commandment is to hear and to keep hearing until all your senses have been exercised. All your heart has been exercised. All your carnality mind has been exercised out and transformed into a spiritual mind. So that you now begin to test and approve that which is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. That's Romans chapter 12 verse 2. He says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may be able to test and approve that which is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So without the mind change, the heart renewed, the heart and the mind transformed, exercised by the doctrine of Christ, you will not be able to know and test and approve what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Adoration be unto your holy name. Thank you for this good restart of this new season, of this meeting, of this fellowship. That, uh, thank you for Believers Convention. Thank you even for the last weekend that we took off to rest. Uh, Father, we thank we are, we are trusting you that a lot of things have been done in our hearts and our souls. Uh, we are trusting you that going forward now in this season, we will be blessed, we will be sanctified by your word. You will cover us. I pray the Holy Ghost upon each and every one of us. You will go with us to wherever we are going. In the name of Jesus. You will protect us. You will watch over us at all times and in all moments. You dwells between the cherubim. Shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim. Shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.